Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Yak and Life. Today we got our good friend John Dalton, Creek Fishing Adventures, on here with us. Uh, so, John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, well, let's get right into it. Hey, this is Country Earl, and you're listening to Yakking Live with the Clay Kayak Crew. Let's go. Before we get into the episode, let's take a moment to recognize today's sponsors, DH Baits. DH Baits specializes in a variety of spinners and jigs. If you want a bait that will actually catch a fish, check out DH Baits on Facebook. MMA Fishing. MMA fishing rods are proudly made in the USA and offer both spinning and casting rod models. If you're looking for some awesome rods to fight the bite, check them out. Also, be sure to insert clay kite fishing in the pro staff section when checking out to further support our channel. Thin Blue Tight Lines. Thin Blue Tight Lines is a fishing apparel brand dedicated to law enforcement. They have some really cool gear and most importantly, they support America and first responders. Be sure to check them out. Last but not least, Going North Headed South Wholesale. Going North Headed South is located in Corbin, Kentucky, and they are known for giving the best deals this side of the Mississippi. If you're looking to buy something, don't pay retail. Going North Headed South has you covered. You can check out our sponsors by clicking their links in the description of this episode. Again, we would like to thank each of them for making this episode possible. That being said, let's get back to it. Um, uh, I'll be 37 uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. so um, oh. I started YouTube when I was 30, which is which is crazy. Um, so I've been doing it for you know almost seven years now, and then I've been doing it full time for three years. So. Um, but I am from, I was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky, lived in Campbellsville, Kentucky for a little bit and lived most of my life in Tennessee though, middle Tennessee and Eastern Tennessee, kind of back and forth. And, um, I grew up, my dad was a pastor and I played basketball and I fished when I was a kid. And, and that's, you know, and that's my three things I still do now. I work that's as awesome. a children's church director, uh, at, on Sundays, uh, with the kids. I love doing that. I run, I work on the bus ministry sometimes. And then um, I did HVAC after high school for like 14 years. And that's what I figured I'd do forever. And then I started making YouTube videos on fishing in creeks and it kind of just grew and I just been doing it ever since. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's man. awesome, man. So what started your love for fishing in the outdoors? I'd say, um, I, I mean, y'all know that they're from Kentucky. It's either like you're either, you know, sports guy or you're, you know, in the outdoors or something. So it just, Very true. um, I always wanted to hunt or fish. And then the older I got, the less I wanted to hunt. And then I always had that fishing. So when I, when, when I got into, I guess starting fishing was just when I was about six, we really, we, we moved by this little bitty Creek and for, for three years we lived there and I would go down there and spend just hours every, every time I could in the summer, I would just, I would just be down there just exploring. And I loved, searching you know flipping over rocks catch a snake or crawdad or tadpoles or and then i would bring my minute trap down there and see what all i catch and i would i would see these little fish and this is a really small creek like two foot deep you know at like the deep hole but i would catch these little bitty fish or i'd see the and i would say hey that one's a little bit different than that one and i didn't know like what they were or everything's a bluegill right you know it's most yeah. people yeah. so i'm like <laughs> but i but i remember thinking when i was like you know seven or eight i was like these, these aren't the same. There's something different about these, but I don't know how to even find out what the other ones are. 
So I never really bass fished or, or fished off a boat. We'd My dad would take me to the bank of the lake or something like that. And then through high school or as, you know, high school stuff, I was really basketball. That's like my main thing. And that's, and even in the summer, I played basketball a ton. I kind of, I fished a little bit, but it wasn't like a lot of effort into it. And then as I got older, I would fish. I'd go buy a new rod and reel combo every year, fish a little bit, just uh, spent more time basketball or working on trucks. And then when I moved here to East Tennessee, I, I kind of sold a lot of stuff. I moved into an apartment. I had a job lined up doing HVAC. And I'm like, I got to pick up another hobby to do. I got to have something to do. So I kind of got back into the just fishing. And then I found more creeks around here. And then I kind of, once I was doing that and I was living here, I just wanted to explore more and more streams. I'm like, you know what? I want to find more rivers and creeks and more places to go. And um, that kind of led into making YouTube videos. So that's awesome cool. that's awesome man. so you like so you exclusively what you do like mainly rivers and creeks correct as much as i can uh i'm going to, i'm if i can if i wake up tomorrow i'm supposed to be going to a uh, kayak tournament on a lake uh i never fished like i never bass fished in a lake probably to like five years ago yeah. like like really bass fishing in a lake i would go to a pond or or a, or a moving water uh and usually smaller water so bass fishing to me is like is i don't know i'm still like new to it and i i just started doing kayak tournaments just to try to like help me teach myself like the first one i did like i don't even know what i'm like i don't know i guess i throw the same lures i throw in a creek i don't even know what to, what to throw um but i've been able to you know do the uh you know lake fishing the way i want to do it yeah. find little creek channels to go in do exploring you know have fun with it just most of the time beat the bank and you know work my way down it um but i'm so i do do a little lake fishing but if i have a choice like i don't even pre-fish and i can do it anytime i want to um i'm gonna fish a lake tomorrow i hadn't been since last year and <laughs> the only reason i'm doing it is just kind of something new to push me what lake are you all fishing at tomorrow uh it's a uh, norris lake okay okay yeah. yeah yeah we're gonna i think we're going to try to enter some kayak terms this year just for the heck of it too yeah, yeah, a lot of them's like Cumberland we got that a, area. Hey, John, we actually got a bunch that's going to be here, like at Woods Creek and uh, Lake Cumberland. Yeah. Green, Green River's going to have one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch, actually, in Kentucky this year. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch coming up with uh, the Kentucky uh, Kayak Angler Association. Yeah. Yeah. Right. KBN. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, Norris is a good lake to fish on. I mean, I've, I've only been there once or twice, ain't you? Been there yeah yeah i got a my grandparents they had a, a camper on norris lake and it was it was long long mountain boat dock is where it was at it was kind of in the around taswell and uh it was a it was a good lake there was a lot of uh, stripers a lot of stripers was caught out of that lake yeah. which uh i was i was like john i'm more of a a creek fisherman i mean whenever i first started creek fishing i kind of relate to him because that was i lived next to a big creek in my area and you can call it a river a creek or whatever but uh, that was kind of the big deal, like two yeah. foot of water. And like whenever you're in elementary school and you're catching little bitty bluegills, you know, that's still, it kind of gets you excited. Yeah. Um, and setting the manor traps and you bring it up and there's a big black snake in there. And it's, it's, <laughs> exactly. It, I, I, I kind of relate so much to this, yep. what he's already saying. So yeah, we relate to each other a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, out of the, out of like the rivers and lakes that you fish, like, where would be like your favorite? body of water that you fished uh the next one <laughs> that's that's it's whatever the next one i'm going to okay. um if i have to pick one there's there's a 
there's a few around me uh, the the Koei River and the Hawassi River um they're 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 like 15 well 15 20 minutes and i can be at certain parts of them um they're controlled by dams but they're also there's like they come out of north georgia mountains and they come through north carolina then down into tennessee so they like come a long way um their parts of them are really clear and uh, right now the thing is they got these big alabama spots in them yeah and um they're invasive but they're they're that's where our state record was caught so like when I catch a spotted bass, like a, like people are catching like four and five pounders. I've caught two over five pounds, but these are Alabama spots. They're not even the same as like the Kentucky spots, like they y'all got. Yeah. So like, uh, so I mean, now, now I'm like, you know, 18, 19 inch run. I'm like, oh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've gotten so used to them, but they, they're just so aggressive too. These Alabamas are, um, and then I go a little bit North and like, and I'll go into more smallmouth waters. Um, the Holston river is a really good one. It's a long river. It's got some, I've, that's probably been my best river for catching. Like you got a good chance to catch a 20 inch smallmouth off of it. They're long and skinny, but that's awesome. It's different. Smallmouth are, uh, they're, a, they're a very aggressive fish. They are. Um, I think, well, I think yeah. the first smallmouth I caught was again in a, in a little Creek and it was about probably two foot of water. And it was it was it was like the fight of my life. Well, I no, like had jaws on the line. There's a difference too between river smallmouth and lake smallmouth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A river smallmouth yeah. will put up. They're stronger naturally because they're fighting current. Current, yeah. Yeah. So they're naturally going to be a lot stronger fish anyway. It was a it was a heck of a, a, a fight. I, yeah. I will say that. I love it, especially on a little like ultra light reel. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so uh, yeah. so John, um, obviously, whenever we saw you at the uh, expo, I I thought I was. I was I was pretty stoked about it because I've been following you for a long time, and uh, okay. kind of the question I got for all the the YouTube fishermen that I watch is what made them want to do this, and and I know like you said you wanted to go into the you was HVAC, uh, so I'm trying I'm trying to think of my question. I'm guess how did Creek Fishing Adventures get started? Yeah, how did how did Creek Fishing Adventures get started? I'm yeah. sorry, I it's been a long day. Uh, so how did <laughs> Creek Fishing Adventures get started? uh yeah so it's not something that ever should have gotten started so totally totally random and i know the um you know I, i'm a christian and i and i everything i do i try to you know what the what you know i want to be directed by the lord and do stuff like that and i know that god has played a part a big part in why i'm doing what i'm doing and now now looking back it's cool to see that i i, I believe that this is what i'm supposed to be doing like with my life and what i'm doing right now so I have a lot of confidence in that, but getting started, it was totally random. As far as if you're just looking at it, I, um, I, like I said, I, I was like, I think I started my, made a first video when I was 30, which is like, not like, like, you know, YouTubers, you know, they start when they're 17, 18, 19, which YouTube had been out for a while. And the only thing I knew about it was like basketball highlights. I'm gonna go look and watch, you know, dunk highlights or something like that. Yeah, and, right. and then like several people were talking to me about it. Like, Hey, there's these, fishing guys on there and i don't really remember anybody um i just remember certain like videos where they were starting to put videos together where it was like just their fishing day instead of just highlights of like frog blow i know bama bass has all those frog blow-ups from like 10 years ago and stuff like that yeah. but um <laughs> so i'm like oh this is kind of cool and like i said I, I never was bass fisherman i didn't fish anything i just i like the creeks because how simple they are and i like multi-species fishing yep. uh, i just want to a lot of times i just want to go I want to know everything that's in there. I don't want to just target one fish. I want to see everything I can catch. And 
So I'm like, and, and also, you know, like River Monsters was on at this time. It was huge, you know, Love Jeremy Wade and that. And that was just like Jeremy really Wade. big, you know, what I guess it still is, but you know, especially like six, seven, eight years ago. Yep. Like, um, and I loved the way he went and explored a place to catch a fish. And I was, I wanted that same mentality, but I wanted to just go to like the creek in my backyard or the the closest creek I could find. Yep. And I wanted to say, take that same mentality, but like just downsize it and go in there. So. I, I look on YouTube for somebody that fishes creeks because I'm like, all right, I want to learn what's in these creeks. I want to learn what these different species are because I know like there's some different ones in there. They're not all bluegill. And, you know, all I know is like bluegill, bass, and catfish. Like, is there anything else? And then, so I'm like, I want to know what these other ones are. So I start looking on YouTube for like six months. I'm like, I keep throwing around this idea. I should just start making the videos. And I'm just like telling everybody, of course, I tell my family, my brothers, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go make a video. of the, There's a creek in town. The, like, oh, the greenway goes through there. I'm like, I'm just going to make a video fishing it. So I went that day and bought a uh, like a laptop. I didn't have a laptop. Never made a – never edited, never typed. I, don't, I still don't t can't type. But, like, I don't have any, like, technical or uh, skills like that. Um, I'm a hands-on guy. Like I, I like fix it working on trucks, HVAC. I can fix things and figure things out, but I'm not like a computer person. And then um, I bought like a, some camera. Like I don't even know. I could have just used my phone. I didn't even think about it. I didn't know if I used my phone. So I bought like a camera. Went out, filmed my cousins. I took them to a little bridge. We caught some fish. That was my first video. Yeah. And then I I just wanted to start. I just I'm like you know the first year I made like, just a few videos. I didn't even fish through the winter. Um, like, I didn't even think people fish in the winter. I'm like, I didn't know people fish in the winter time. And then I'm like, doesn't everybody just go home for the winter? And then like the next year I made like a couple winter videos. And then the third, like that second, two and a half, third year in, I've been, I've been doing it for, you know, I've been doing this just to do it, you know, not ma I mean, I finally was like, had a couple thousand subscribers. I might've made like a hundred dollars a month if, if that, and I'm like, hey, this, I'm just gonna keep doing this because it's fine. It's something cool to do. I, I enjoy doing. It. I enjoy learning how to make better videos, learning how exploring these places, yeah. and getting to yeah. talk to the few people I talk to about it. And two and a half years in, it went from within like a three month span, it went from like four thousand subscribers to like twenty thousand subscribers. Wow. Um, I just started getting tons of views. All this was like, there's just like a bunch of stuff happened. Like these old videos were getting views. Um, I had a couple of videos that were like making us a little bit of money. I went from making like, it was like three, two, $300, like the most I ever made in a month to, I never made less than a thousand dollars a month. And for like four months, I was like, it just I had four really good months. And then I, I like, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell my boss I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, and I had, I had, I had 23, 24,000 subscribers. Didn't know anything about it. I was like, I figured it would like just kind of fizzle out after a year and I'd go back to working. But here I am still doing it. That's, awesome. and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. just because I just wanted to nobody was doing what I wanted to see. And that's that's how I got started. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. So did you have like a, a certain video that kind of that blew you up, I guess, or did you just kind of not really kind of like, the, like a, a big video like at first was like a thousand views. Like, oh, that's a big video. Then I had I had I remember I had one video they hit like twenty thousand views and I was like man that's a lot of that's a lot of people twenty thousand yeah. and then 
and then and then it was like it transitioned into i had like four or five videos that all of a sudden all got like a hundred thousand views or so and it was kind of i don't really know there was no i still don't have a video over a million views like on my channel but like a bunch of videos got three four hundred thousand views or like a few a few videos did and i don't know it just kind of you know quick it jumped really quick and then it's been it's just been growing steady ever since that's awesome it's man. awesome man you do some killer stuff dude like i've watched a bunch of your stuff it's yeah, i mean it's awesome yeah. <clears throat> so uh out of all the kayaks you've owned i imagine you've probably owned almost every kayak out there uh what what would be your favorite kayak you've ever owned well i i really haven't had a ton i have three kayaks right now but okay. like my first kayak was only three years four four years ago i bought like a cheap kayak from dunham's like they're uh i forget pelican or something i forget which one was like their fishing kayak and it was like 650 dollars. and i thought that was like an expensive kayak i was like man i'm gonna spend a lot of money and go get me a nice kayak i didn't know they had i didn't i never heard of hobie never heard of like any of these other ones and like i'm way behind on like the kayak stuff i'm trying to catch up and like learn as much as i can but i had that first kayak and i did a tournament in it and the wind was blowing it was it was miserable it was i yeah. couldn't do anything i couldn't control it i couldn't do anything i was on this little bitty lake and then um i probably had like uh was that maybe 50 60 60 000 subscribers and old town reached out and they they had a marketing thing going on they said hey we want to send you a pedal drop kayak i was like okay <laughs> so like it took like four or five months to get it um this was like right after covid or right during covid i can't remember right around that time so it took a long time to get it so i got the uh, old town pedal drive it's a 12 foot the pdl 120 yeah and that's that's been the biggest like life-changing thing as far as fishing getting in a nice kayak like that there's they're like 25 2600 kayaks yep. and man it's it's so stable it's um just just compared to like a cheap guy if you if you compare to like i've never been on anything but like it's just a really cheap you know kayak it's 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 crazy how nice it is and like how much how much easier it is to go out on the lakes or even big rivers i fish rivers where i pedal upstream against the current and fish to kind of maintain my position old and then um cool stuff right good now go ahead i was just saying old town's making some really cool stuff right now like with the autopilot and the sportsman yeah. and all that stuff they're they're they've up their game quite a bit they 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 had a really good marketing or like really good thing where they sent out a lot of kayaks to a lot of youtubers which was awesome because they get they're like hey here's a kayak they, they get you know they give me one but i've probably got that thing in 100 videos you know i don't know i mean how many it's probably got a million you know over millions of views just from that and then i know i don't know how many people have gotten one because i've got one because it because i know because it's like i know it's a good kayak i haven't tried every kayak but i know that this is a good one so if somebody asked about it i'm like yeah it's a good kayak to get plus their their price range isn't crazy compared to some of the really high end stuff that there is out there. Um, and they're just really solid, durable, nothing. They're not real fancy. And that's what I like about it. It's just really good, solid kayak. Yeah, I agree. So I see where you recently purchased the uh, Crescent Showley. How are you liking it? So I also, I didn't pay for that either. So that's, that's the nice thing about having a YouTube channel with, with a good amount of subscribers, people that's will awesome. do things and, and, I've gotten things for free that I never would have got to try before. So uh, there's a place in Kingston, uh, Frontier Outdoors, that yeah. he mm -hmm. they reached out and were like, "We want to, you come out and pick out a kayak." They said that's basically what they said. 
So it was like, that was a, that was a cool experience. It was like, you know, it was like a kid in the candy store. So I'm like looking at all their kayaks and I wanted the, and I told him I'd want a river kayak. Um, and the Sholey had just came out. At first I wasn't going to get one. I was going to pick out something else. I thought about it, went back up there like three weeks later, thought about it again. And I picked out the Crescent Sholey. Um, and I think it's a best, it's a really good choice. Cause it's, it's lightweight, it's nimble. Um, I've gotten it into, it, it maneuvers through like current. And, um, if you're, if you've ever been in a bigger kayak and you're going through current, like fast current, or like, where you got to maneuver through rocks or something, that current will just drag you where it wants to go. Where this one, I can control where I want to go so much easier and kind of maneuver through. It sits up high in the front and just cuts. If I'm going downstream, I can turn around and paddle upstream. It just sits on the current. I can go upstream effortlessly. Um, that that's, and I haven't, I've barely just started using it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to a lot of new places just because I have that kayak, just because mm -hmm. it'll be so much easier to get in and out of spots. Maybe I got to drag it over logs or drag it upstream or, or get it in and out of tough spots, but it's just going to allow me to access more water. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to take a trip up to canoe Kentucky and try that RVR out. Maybe try some Sholey out as well. Have you ever been to canoe Kentucky? No, what is that? Where's where that at? It's Frankfurt. In Frankfurt. It's uh, probably kind of like Frontier, Frontier, honestly. I mean, it's right on the Elkhorn River. Yeah, it's a, it's got a beautiful spot. Beautiful okay. setup. It's, it's a pretty nice place. Yeah. Very home feeling. That's where I got the Bonafide SS from. Yeah, that's, that's what I plan on buying um, is, is the Bonafide. It's on my checklist. Uh, my checklist. Know, my checklist, wish list, whatever. My Bonafide SS 127. I, I will be purchasing oh, okay. that one. <laughs> yeah, the 127. Yeah, I, I want that 107. Uh, I want to try it out because it. I've seen people stand up and fish out of it. It looks real stable for that little of a kayak. Yep. Yeah. It is. It's about the same platform, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the guys from Frontier, man, they're really cool. We met them at the uh, East Tennessee Fishing Expo. Um, they showed us all around the Sholey. Like we, you yeah. said, it's a new kayak. It it just came out, you know, around that time. So. Yeah, we actually got like really a little cool. video walkthrough of it with them. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, they're good guys. Uh, well, what's uh, what's one of your more memorable fishing trips you've ever taken? Like, if you if someone were to come up to you and say, "Hey, man, you know," like just a cool story. A like, cool story. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your favorite just fishing tell us story? A cool story. Yeah. Um, the ones where you almost die are, are usually the more memorable <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I have yeah. I have two real quick. One's waiting, and one's in a kayak, but. The, uh, the first one is just a, like a real, I'm just going down this little creek that's like 15 minutes from my house and I'm walking down it and, you know, it's, it's just, it's, you know, real small, there's houses around, stuff like that. And I'm just, and all I heard sudden, I'm like stepping through the water and I heard, I hear this cracking noise <laughs> and I, and it's, and I'm like, there's a tree falling and I look, I look around and all of a sudden I hear splash and you can see, I have them wearing a chest camera. You can see water come and splash me. Oh my this log God. fell out of a tree, landed right like like six feet from me. Um, <laughs> it's like old rotten log, and it's just like stoosh. And I'm like, oh my God, this happened so fast. I was like, I was like, I was like, how many times could that? I mean, of all places, yeah, that would be terrible. So, um, but the, the, the my first ever uh, the, when I bought that kayak that I the first one I bought the first river trip that I took on was like a six mile trip. I flipped a kayak. I got a hook stuck in my hand, lost a GoPro, lost like a fishing lures. And, um, it like, I got stuck in this current 
and it, it was it was <laughs> it this was wasn't your day it makes you like really and i wasn't wearing a life jacket it was like three foot water like it was you know super shallow you think but it's like it, it makes you realize how fast things can go sideways oh yeah and it was like the, the guy in front of me messed me up he like got in my way got stuck and i come in sideways and the current just catches me and it's it's super calm easy going day it's a boom you're in the water i'm i had a hook stuck in my hand my finger and it was stuck in a tree uh the lure was and i'm just like i can't get loose and i'm just like surfing on the water because the current i can't get my feet down to stand up yeah. even though it's just a couple feet deep and uh i like that i had a knife i like cut the it was braided line i cut the lure loose to get out of there and uh it's just one of those things is like uh how how you know so i i'm river river kayaking is 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 a challenge it's and um yeah. it's it's so different i tell people that it's, most people can't even catch fish river fishing if they're not used to it it's so different but yeah. you got to be alert for sure at all times and that's why that's what it goes dude like a lot of times like you'll go fishing to like chill and relax and you know get away from all the stress yeah, and, and then it like, doesn't it doesn't go just, that way things just go completely backwards from what you plan <laughs> and then you're just ready to go to the house the nature of the beast yep what's some of your uh, most memorable catches like uh i know we we haven't really i mean jared's probably caught the biggest fish out of this group but what's like the biggest fish you've caught like the biggest bass uh um this in 2022 i broke like a bunch of like records i, I caught in march i caught a seven and a half pound largemouth on chickamauga um wow. it was like only caught three fish that day i went out with a guy on his boat and um it was on a my favorite like yum dinger and i was like i just throw it out and I, you know one random cast and um so and i don't go I, i'm like i live like 30 40 minutes from like chickamauga lake parts of it and i and i hardly fish it like there's lots of big fish in there but i'd rather fish the creeks that run into it because there's just a lot of streams that run into it it's all tennessee river system but I've, I've caught two five pound spots this year, both out of rivers where I was, when I was kayaking, um, one was five pound, five ounces. The other one was five pounds, six ounces, like 22 inch long fish. And those things pull you all over the place. So both of those were on the umdinger. Um, I caught a, I caught a muskie on a Helgramite, uh, two years ago. And then this year I caught a muskie on a umdinger, um, like a month ago. Um, just like, I don't know stuff like that is like I, I caught like a, a like a twenty pound carp on a little like Ned rig. Um, I love like the random stuff. Just like you just don't know what's gonna happen. Um, you know yeah. something crazy bites. I'm still I haven't broken my goal is to break a five pound smallmouth, but I really didn't fish a lot for smallmouths. Like where I'm at down here in the bottom of East Tennessee, we have big smallmouth, but it's just not it's not smallmouth thick like some of the streams that are like smallmouth streams only as you go north towards y'all yeah um so i fish a lot of the streams that have more like you know it'll have spots largemouth and smallmouth maybe they have like all three of them mixed in but yeah this year they're 20 or last year I, I i caught a lot of like really good fish that especially two five pound spots like i never thought i would do that now i'm like let's get a six pounder and now i need an eight pound largemouth and i still need a five pound smallmouth so how was catching the muskie from a kayak? Was that fun? Yeah, uh, I was on a medium rod, medium rod too. Um, and it wasn't even like a giant, giant muskie. It was probably 10 pounds. Uh, I know they get huge, but like 
I couldn't budge it. It was just like sitting on the bottom. It was in river also. And I'm trying to maintain myself. And it's just like, it's going over here, then back over there, then over here. And I'm just like trying to get it back and forth. It's just going where it wants. It probably took uh, eight or nine minutes. It's at least uh, to get it up to the top and get it in the net. That was, uh, those things scare me though. We, I want to go for them more, but man, their mouths are so big and they got the jagged teeth in there. Yeah. Yeah, they are scary fish. Have you ever fought a striper on a kayak? Uh, I caught like a ten pound striper in a wow. bigger in a river. Um, was that on a kayak or? Yeah, on a kayak. Wow, I bet it pulled you all over, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was a pretty fun because I, I didn't know it was I didn't know it was going to be in there. Right. Um, but I, I, I there's a place where I kayak where there's like thirty and forty pound striper that come through in the summer. I don't even know if I want to try to catch one because I feel like it'll just take me downstream yeah. like 20 miles. <laughs> I couldn't imagine trying to fight a 30, 40 pound striper. No. That's like Nate with that, uh, what was it you called in the, in the ocean or whatever? The grouper? I caught one of them groupers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Out. I thought I was yeah. like hung on something. Like, I thought, I don't know, like, for some reason I thought I was on a lake, but obviously I'm nine miles out in the middle of the ocean. But no, that was definitely a work i was like it took me an hour to get that thing in it was a workout and i was in good shape at that point but it it whooped me bad so john like you know we all got our preferred reel and rod set up like what would be yours for like the type of fishing that you do yeah um i don't have like a well i guess i i do have one that i really like for let's start for creek smallmouth fishing and that's something like we were talking about earlier how Hard they uh if you're going for smallmouth and streams they they fight extremely hard and yep. if you're really if you're really targeting like smallmouth say 15 inch and up then you hook into a 17 18 inch smallmouth and that's a that's a really tough strong fish so like i i don't think i've been smallmouth like targeting those for really long maybe three years where i've where i've kind of st started to realize i need a different rod and reel setup than my pan fishing setup, which I'll talk about that in a minute. So right now I have a, um, my favorite size is, is a six, nine medium with an extra fast tip and the Shimano, um, Zodius, uh, rods one I have right now that I really like, but I have, I probably have, I probably have seven or eight that are six, nine or six, 10. Cause that's like the size I like. And I, I like trying out different ones. And, um, I got a, like a Shimano Miraville reel on it, 2,500 size. And I'll run eight, uh, I run ten to ten or fifteen pound braid with like a ten pound fluorocarbon leader line, yeah. and that braid has been very crucial also in helping me um, finesse fish in moving water. And if you're finesse like with the helgramite or with a you know a crawl or a jig, you're throwing in that current. That current is putting a lot of bend in your line, yeah. And um, you got to feel those bites. And then when you set the hook, you need immediately immediate and strength in that hook set to take that slack up, to cut through the water yep. where, and, and a strong line, especially if fishing around rock stuff, cause they'll cut really easy. So I finally got that dialed in as like, I feel like the, my, like the best thing I come up with for smallmouth fishing. And I, it's the same rod I use out of the kayak all the time too. That's like my favorite rod and reel setup now for bass fishing, but that really works great for, um, bass fishing in streams if you're wading or kayaking and you can go a little longer with like a seven foot if that's but like less like a six six is i feel like a little too short like i don't have quite the leverage 
seven foot's a great one, but a lot of times seven foot when I'm waiting is too long and I'm like in the trees. So it just depends on where you're at, but mm-hmm. that extra fast tip or a fast or an extra fast tip, um, just where it bends really quick at the top of the rod, just gets you so much more leverage, but also allows you to throw like I th- a lot of times I'm throwing something like a one sixteenth ounce jig head, like pretty lightweight, still be, gotta be able to throw that and um, still be able to set the hook. Like I, I've caught some, I've caught several around three, three to three and a half pounds smallmouth, um, in you know two three feet of water um and yeah you you gotta you're hanging on you're like that's that's a really really strong fish and if you don't get a good hook set or if you don't have the right setup it can break you off really quick or or just spit that hook out they're very good at that yeah what kind of what's your favorite brands like as far as reels and rods go um it's hard not to go with the shimano stuff like i haven't tried everything but for most of the time, I, I mean, if, if you're just choosing one, Shimano makes great stuff. I love their reels, the Nasi and the Miraville. I have those, and they're $100 to $129, and they're saltwater rated. Um, I felt like I have a lot better results out of them because, I, you know, if you're waiting, you're, you're, your stuff's going to get wet a lot. Yep. Um, and I've had several where, I, like, reels that I feel like they're just, once they get wet, they just feel weird and, you know, just don't feel like they're performing right. And then you got to make sure that drag system doesn't, doesn't hang up on you. Cause I've had that happen on some of the other reels. So th- those are, those are just solid. Like, I mean, you can obviously get the higher end there, you know, more expensive stuff out there, right. but for, for a hundred dollar, like I try to find stuff around that hundred dollar. Now the Zodius is like a $209 rod. It's the most expensive rod I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> and yeah. I don't like, I like, I don't like spending that much money on rods, but it's it's worth it it's very nice um most of my other ones are like a hundred dollars but um it's like but as far as um pan fishing i have a, a tfo light light action uh it's six 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 light action rod that i have four pound mono on it and um i'll throw one sixty fourth ounce jig head like a trout magnet type lures and i can throw those all around and catch all kinds of little fish on it. If it's like a, if I'm targeting panfish or multi-species, mm-hmm. um, it's not, it's, it's a little bit heavier than an ultralight where I call it, most people will call it ultralight. If you're not really familiar with there's super ultralight, there's ultralight, there's light, there's, there's everything. And then even in those things, like they, the ratings are whatever they want them to be. So one person's light action can feel like, a somebody else is a medium light action or something like that. So, but the TFO makes a great panfish rod. They have a trout panfish series mm. and they're just great for, you know, you can feel the fight. It bends great. Uh, it feels good catching a bluegill or warmouth or even little bass um, and throw in those <clears throat> little lures that will attract everything. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the uh, MMA fishing rods? They're out of uh, Alabama. We recently got added to the process. Um, of MMA rods, man, there's some, there's some, I'm not just saying that because, you know, we're on the pro staff, but they're, they're really some great rods. I've uh, looked those up. Yeah. They're, it's just MMA fishing. And the uh, thing about them is they're made in the United States. Like they're actually yeah, they're, American made. Yeah. They're made in the U S. Huh. Um, they were telling us a little bit, Jared knows a little bit more about what they're made of. Um, uh, they, they got graphite and graphite. Yeah. Glass. I mean, it's, we actually, uh, when we met them, 
we met him at the uh, East Tennessee Fishing Expo as well. Um, and I held one in my hand, man. It's just, it's, it, they're just a great feeling rod. They would, you know, flick the flick the line and you could feel everything. Like if a fish hit, you're going to know, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? They're just, they're really great rods. That's kind of what we've, we switched to. He was talking about like the super ultralight. So funny story is we was crappie fishing on Green River one time. And I, I was just using those super ultralights just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Caught a five and a half pound largemouth on it. And I don't know how I got it in the boat without breaking everything on the rod. But you're like Jeremy Wade. Jr. It was like, well, it was either really lazy or I was just lucky. But I got it in the boat and it was like a thrill of a lifetime. Or maybe you're yeah. just that good. No, I'm not that good. <laughs> I'm not. It was it was a lot of luck, I think. But it was fun catching that big of a fish on my super ultralight rod. And oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> John, do you have I, like? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead, sir. I was just saying it's it's fun. I love trying lots of different rods, like, and I love messing around with different ones. And like, it's funny. Like, I like to undersize a lot of times. I want to go lighter. And as long as you pair that hook, like, get a thinner wire hook, yeah. like, you can land fish better. I think with like a lighter setup than you can with a really like heavy setup. Yeah. Everybody wants to boat flip them in and just yank them, and you want a broom handle or a broomstick where. Like I'll catch, I've caught some really good fish on my medium or a medium light setup because there, you got more bend and you get more, you have more consistent pressure. That's like, like with that super ultra light, you always have pressure on it. With that fish jumps, you still have pressure because that rod's such a bend on it. Yeah. Or if it shakes some. So, and like a lot of times, like with your, with light drag, you can, it'll, it'll peel drag and it, you know, you can't, it can't just break your line off because it's not, you know, not so tight. So, there, there's a, there's definitely right. a big advantage sometimes of just messing around with stuff and just learning yeah. how things work. And I, I, I've learned so much by just messing. I'm like, I'm gonna try this rod. Let me try this rod. I'm not gonna always just do what people, all the people just tell you to do or what's you know what works. And you mentioned right. something like drag, like adjusting your drag. Like say you do catch a big fish on a super ultra, like, adjusting your drag the right way is a key feature of getting yeah. that fish in the boat. Yep. Uh, so John, what's, what's your favorite baits that you use? All right. Yeah. For bass fishing. Um, I, I just got ready to go. Like I said, I'm going kayaking in the morning and I'm going to Norris, which is, I'm, I don't even know. I'm going to this ramp that I've never been to before. So I'm going to go up the river on the clinch more. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be like, but usually it's really rocky up there, you know? So I got a crankbait tied on that, but I hardly ever use crankbaits. Um, uh, so, but I just got one tied on. These are, these are my two lures that I use all the time. And um, this is a Nico Helgramite. And it's a three-inch Helgramite soft plastic yes. that I've caught so many fish on. There's a few different colors to it. This is just the natural one. And um, that's – that's if I had to choose one for, like, a, a creek or river situation in clear water, um, that I'm going with that for, yeah. like, bass. It, it just it, – it's perfect for that. Um, this right here, the, the – Yum dinger! It's a bubblegum yellow swirl. It's the dumbest color, and I, I it's one of those things like I just tried just to try it, never thinking it would actually work. Now this is my favorite lure, and yeah. like That's I can't go anywhere without this. And I'm like, why does this stupid color work? And I I don't know. I don't I don't even care. I hate when people are like, well, it, the reason it works is because like no, you don't know why it works. It just works. It just <laughs> works. Don't try to tell me it's mimicking or matching this because. 
I don't know, everybody's got their own color for that. But yeah, so I started using that color. And like I said, I, I've caught that seven pound largemouth on that four inch, uh, that four inch one. I caught those two five pound spots on it. I caught a six pound. Large, I won a tournament. I did a kayak turn where I only used these and I won the tournament. I caught a six pounder. Well, I didn't weigh it, but it was, it was 21 and three quarters inches long. I caught a, a 20 and a half incher, um, a 17 and a half and like an 18 and a half. Um, just all on using that. And, and the, the thing I, for me, I feel like the, the main thing is how you use a bait. It's not exactly, it's not really the bait. It's, Maybe it's, maybe it's that bait causes you to use it a certain way. And mm-hmm. the, the Helger might, I learned, I, I've learned how to drift it in current, how to get it in places and how to do nothing with it. Like they won't eat this near as much if you're just moving it. But if you just let it do nothing and lay around or just kind of like tumble on the bottom, you'll catch way more fish. They'll pick it up. And the same with the yum dinger. Like I'll throw a weightless and just let it sink or I'll throw it on a little jig head. And work it like a Ned rig and just let it sit really like, let it sit. I don't know how many times I've, I'll cast it in a place, you know, adjust my kayak and then I reel up and there's a fish on. And, uh, and, and th- those two lures, like I go, I like, I love a spinnerbait though. A spinnerbait's, it's hard to turn down. If I think they're hitting spinnerbait, it's hard for me to, cause they just crush a spinnerbait, especially in rivers and stuff like that. They, they eat it so hard. I love spinnerbait uh, fish. Yeah. My internet just got fixed. Anyways, um, uh, what's a couple other ones like little, you know, a little swim bait, little swim bait. If I'm multi-species fishing, like a little, uh, Bobby Garland, man, th- those things are awesome. Or a trout magnet, um, Bobby Garland makes a lot of different little, little baits and they have two or three that are really cool and depends on what size fish I'm targeting. Um, but yeah, something like, like a little Bobby Garland on a one thirty second ounce jig head on my little, my light rod, you know, I, I can go and catch. 10 species out of a creek uh, mm. with that thing. And, you know, some, and uh, even like little, like I've caught like, you know, pe- people talk about like, crappie fishing. They're like, yeah, I'm crappie fishing. And I caught a 10 pound bass, like two and three pound bass will hit a tiny little bait like that. Cause it's, yep. if you throw right in front of it, a lot of times that's what they do. They just eat it. Yeah. But yeah. We are to, we are to introduce them to uh, DH baits. We are to dust I, yeah. Um, very, 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 that's what I was going to say. We're, we're kind of like you on the spinner baits. We all love the spinner baits and we, uh, we have a good friend, uh, lives close to us. Uh, he's been making spinner baits for what, two or three years now, maybe even longer than that. Get us a colors you like, John. We'll send you a few. Yeah. We'll try to, we'll hook you up, man. They're, uh, he's got this one. It's called DH magic. It's fish. It's the black and blue, right? The well, DH magic. Yeah. It's got kind of like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's unbeatable man around here we we always catch fish on them i'm a big fan of those young dingers he's talking about as well like yeah you can whack and rig them texas rig them weightless you can do them any way you want to do it i think young dingers was like the first artificial bait that i used yeah because like when you're young you kind of just use like a little worm or minnow or something and i used a young dinger i bought it from walmart and that was like the first artificial it's it's and they just work i mean yeah they just just do a good job it's just so simple the wacky rig style yeah, but a little side story. A lot of guys, I like, especially when I've been using so much, the guys I go to the tournament, they're like, they're like, well, I'm sure John caught something. Did you use that young dinger? I was like, yeah, they hate it when I use it because it's so, it is. It's it's like, it's so simple sometimes. And sometimes the simple, stupidest thing is like what works. You know, like yeah. you don't oh, have yeah. to have something. 
you know, I, I got a lot of friends they are, you know, big into bass fishing and they're every little new thing that comes out, they're breaking it down. And, and to an extent, it, it is good to do a lot of that stuff if you are fishing for pressured fish. But yep. if you're like me, you're just trying to go out and catch whatever. I'm, like, I'm just trying to get a fish. Like, I'm not exactly targeting something. And then it's and then in rivers and creeks and streams, like, those fish are more aggressive anyways. Just use the simplest thing. Use something you know how to use and just put it in the right spots. And yep. that's what and, it's and about. If you have confidence in it, that, that, that makes a big difference. Yeah. I feel like you can over overthink fishing most definitely uh, i agree with what john said you can overthink it a lot yeah. these guys that know they have all these big fancy boats and all that i just go out there and fish you just gotta dumb it just down gotta do it because yeah. what you basically got a predatory fish looking for something to eat yeah it's... And just dumb it down and and try to find what they're biting and use it yeah yeah i think this conversation is kind of going into the next question we had uh john what what kind of advice do you have for people getting into fishing oh um well, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say it, and it's true that you just can't replace um, time. You know, you just have to go out there and do it. It's, 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 you just have to do it. And don't have to have anything expensive. Like, you can start, like, I have a million, or not a million, I have a bunch of videos fishing with Zebco 33 with yeah. a can of yeah. worms sitting on the bank, and I'll catch a, you know, a catfish, then a drum, then a bunch of bluegill, and then, a, you know, a bass, the bass will eat a worm, you know. Um, just... I think the best thing is like just find first find locations and then just start going and are you fishing off the bank? Are you, you know, doing this just, and just learn, just try new things for a while, but don't have to try everything you see. A lot of people, they, they will, they'll, everything they see, like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta use that. I gotta use that. I'm like, well, find like, if, if you try yum dinger, don't just go buy every color. I like two colors, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. you know, for the most part, it ain't going to, you know, well, they didn't eat this green one. So let me turn to this green and blue one. You know, I don't think that makes a big difference as, as if, especially if you're just starting to get into it, get a couple things, you know, obviously there's a lot of YouTube videos if you just want to watch, but just go out there and learn how to cast, try to figure out where the fish are for the most, for me, the most I've learned, um, as far as fishing is from watching fish in creeks and, I, and really I feel like that's where I get confidence in fishing. Cause I I've, I've, you know, in clear streams, if you ever just watched and you're looking and see what a fish does, it's amazing. See where he's living at or just go through and wait and bump fish out of areas or, or something like that. You're like, that fish was right there. Uh, or, I know you, you talked about those big small meth and streams. Like how many times you've been walking through a stream or whatever. And there's like, oh, there's nothing right here. Take the guys back. There's nothing right here. And then, uh, you know, a big old smallmouth just comes out of like a half foot of water. You're like, I had no idea it was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely right. I think one of the biggest key things that most beginner fishermen don't realize is they don't go out there to have fun. They just go out there, you know, to try and catch the biggest fish in the pond. Like when I go fishing, I know like obviously I want to catch fish and catching a, a big fish is exciting and all. But when I go fishing, man, I just go out there to clear my head, honestly, you know, from from work and life and i think that's one thing that a lot of people uh you, you a lot of people miss yeah because yeah. especially when you get into the tournaments and you know all that uh, obviously the goal is to go out there and catch the biggest fish um uh, i think a lot of people just kind of miss the point of and i love the competitiveness fun. of the tournaments you know yeah i love being competitive but yeah yeah I, I think you're right uh i i i 
I got in this group of tournament and I've been doing it for like a couple years now. And I got, I got buddies that they'll, they, they are good fishermen and we'll go fish and they'll catch fish. Tournament comes around. I'm like, how'd you do? I only caught two didn't, or didn't catch anything. I'm like, how did you not catch anything? Like, but they, they put so much pressure on themselves and they fish so fast. Yeah. They, they, they totally change what they do. I'm like, and I tell them and a couple of them have figured it out and they start doing it. I'm like, I know you know how to fish don't change what you're doing just relax you have to relax and i'll i'll like i'm going to one tomorrow i'll probably get there an hour late <laughs> i don't even care I, I got a two hour drive in the morning i'm not excited about that i'm not excited about getting up it's gonna be 27 degrees whatever i'll get there late fish i don't i'll, I'll relax I'll, I'll catch some fish if i don't catch fish it ain't the end of the world you know but like i'm just gonna take my time and enjoy it i'm not going out i'm not going to a fish to Put, put pressure on myself that just defeats the point of it if you, if you want to fish just go to have fun and that's why i got into creek fishing you it's a whole nother mindset most of the time you're relaxed you're just trying to catch whatever you can catch and that's a great way to catch fish because you don't you're just relaxed going out doing what you're doing and when you come across fish you're like yes there we go that was fun all right let's try to get another one yeah that's yep. exactly right so john like if people wants to like view your content where do they need to go to look at that stuff yeah, just uh, you can look up Creek Fishing Adventures, and my main thing is YouTube, um, but I post on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, I just came out with new merchandise, limited time only. I've had such a struggle with my uh, merchandise thing, it's, I don't even know, but I, I got this place, they opened up a website, and um, they're going to be open for two months. I'm going to have information on my channel about that. But, um, but yeah, um, just look up Creek Fishing Adventures. You can find it. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to post videos on Facebook, but I get behind, but my main thing is I, I, at least two, sometimes three times a week, I'll put a video up on YouTube. Yeah. Well, we'll be getting us a hat. So if yeah. you <laughs> yeah, we'll be checking out that merch, uh, guys, if you want to check out Creek Fishing Adventures, we'll have it linked in, uh, linked. Sorry. I can't even talk today. <laughs> we'll have it linked in the, uh, the bio below uh, you can go check him out on youtube facebook instagram we'll also link his merch um uh, johnny thing you want to add man uh no you, you said something about starting youtube and like if, if people are are doing that i like what you're doing you're you're focusing on you know your podcast and 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 that's for me that's what worked for me is being specific be, do one thing and be specific and do it try to do it the best you can i tried to focus on creeks and i and i really realized real and I'm trying to learn at the same time. Like I want to make creek fishing videos and I want to know about creek fishing. Whereas when people come to it, they know this is what this channel is about. And uh, so if you are doing that, if you're trying YouTube stuff, just have fun with it. You have to relax and have fun with it, enjoy it and try to be specific and be knowledgeable about, you know, like one thing at least. Yep. Yeah. And if there's one piece of advice I could give content creators, it's don't get stressed out, uh, trying to edit the videos and stuff. Just take <laughs> your time with it. Uh, and just have fun, like John said. Uh, but, John, we appreciate you being on, man. It's been a good time. Uh, anything you all want to add? No, just everybody uh, Everybody, give DH Baits a look. Uh, check out MMA Fishing, uh, yep. Thin Blue Tight Lines, and Going North, Head and South. Uh, that's some of our sponsors, and they, they do great jobs at what they do. Yep. Well, John, we appreciate it, man, again. And as we always say... Keep on yakking. Tune in next time for Yakking Live. It's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more. Wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. Play kayak fishing, like their Facebook page, and stay updated on what's happening.
And as always, they say, keep on yakking.